Hi guys, what is up? Welcome back to Working at 9 to 1 Podcast. I'm your host, Carter, and today we have a really exciting guest. Alana Bloomberg is on the podcast today. You guys might know her as Lady B. Fit, and I'm so excited to have her on. So honestly, let's just get into it because this is such a long episode. And guys, before you listen to this, put on your headphones, put on your AirPods, put on whatever, and listen to this while you go for a walk, get outside, get some morning movement in, as she would say, and yeah. I'm telling you guys, you can't listen to this unless you're going to be doing some form of exercise while doing it because it's such a long but good podcast episode, literally like an hour long. I probably one of my favorite recordings ever and I feel like we're, we're friends now. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let me know what you think over on the podcast Instagram and let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. No problem. I'm so excited. I'm kind of having like a fangirl moment here. This is like, <laughs> this is on my like 2021 dream guests. So we're really kicking off 2021, like Aww. on a good note. But d- did you want to tell them like a little bit about yourself if they've never heard of you, which I mean, you must be living under a rock, but you know, give them like a little intro about yourself. Yes. Okay. Hi, I'm Alana, or you can call me Lanny. I run a health, wellness, and lifestyle blog on Instagram. I guess you could call it a blog. I don't know, a page. Um, Lanny B. Fit, and I've been posting on there since 2018. I'm a marketing student at Ryerson University in downtown Toronto, where I live. I work part-time at Lululemon in store as an educator. It's like our fancy word for a sales associate. And... I love all things health, fitness, and wellness. And I also have my own podcast, Morning Ray. Plug yeah. yourself everywhere, girl. And YouTube. Oh, YouTube and TikTok. So many things. You're literally <laughs> doing it all, honestly. I don't even know how you have time to be a student and work. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I do it. Honestly, the podcast would not be happening without Leah. I would not have time to edit it. So very grateful for her. Yeah, she does such a good job with it. And it's as much as people don't think a podcast is a lot, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. Like on yeah. weeks, like I didn't upload for two weeks over Christmas because I just didn't have the time and everyone thinks it's so simple. Like you just edit, you record and upload, but it's it's a huge chunk out of your day, especially if you do like longer episodes. Yeah. You have to be like the she right. Out, she edits out like all my ums, but the breaths, like everything. I don't even edit mine I didn't have time honestly I just like record that thing and upload it and hope for the best (laughs) hope there's no errors in it okay so usually at the beginning I have like a few segments like highs and lows of the week and stuff like that we're at the beginning of the week so I guess we can just kind of reflect on the past week if we want but my first is my cheers and tears of the week so like my highs and lows did you want to go first you want me to go first you can go first okay um low of the week is I think that we're going to be in lockdown longer than, than a month. You guys have been in lockdown a lot longer because you're in the GTA, right? Yeah. So we've been in lockdown. So Vaughn only went into lockdown like Christmas. Like it's right. the same as us. Yeah. But like Toronto has been locked down for like a month, like since Black, not Black Friday. Before since, I want to say. Since it was um from... Is it Black Friday? Yeah, it's called Black. It's, it was Black Friday. I always get Boxing Day and Black Friday. I know, Friday. me too. Because I remember seeing a bunch of people like going to Niagara for Black Friday because Toronto yeah. was locked down. Which is just... So Toronto went locked down like the week of Black Friday. And like I was petrified working at Vaughn Mills where like if you're not like from Toronto area, it's literally like on the border of Toronto and it's right by all the highways. And it will take you like 20 minutes to get there from downtown Toronto. And like people from like all over come to Vaughn Mills. Like it's like a um destination mall Mm -hmm. Um, so we were petrified but the mall security did a really good job at um holding capacity maybe a little bit too good of a job because we didn't even hit our goal oh wow yeah but rather safe than sorry yeah true but yeah I definitely feel like having a second wave of lockdown not that you know what to expect but like you do in a way so I've been trying to really stay like positive and stay busy and work out at home and stuff but I just like I don't know I think it has to do with winter too like the winter blues and stuff it's just not the best time for it and I just feel like a lot of people like it is a new year but I just feel unmotivated and like not ready to get after it you know but I think it's just a combination of being in lockdown and obviously it gets cold here and 
we usually travel like in the winter so that's obviously a big change but yeah it is what it is and then my high of the week oh my gosh I don't think about these things before I start recording which I really (laughs) need to plan these things out so I'm like sitting here and half the time I'm just like my high was I had a great week um Oh, I got a new MacBook, I guess, for anyone listening. Yeah. I guess that was my high because I've been saving up for that for a really long time. I had a 2013 Air and that thing sounded like it was going to blow up every time I edited a video, especially after doing Vlogmas and uploading like almost oh. every day. Yeah, Airs are not made for editing. Oh, they they are one. not. So I ended up getting the new, ironically, I got the new MacBook Air, the one that doesn't have the fan in it. And I'm going to trial it for like 30 days. And if I don't think it's like up there, I'll probably switch in for a pro but so far I can't get over it but when I went to Apple before lockdown and Best Buy they both said that like it the, the new pro and the new air the one that came out this year are like almost identical in processing speed I don't know any of the whole like you know specs yeah. and stuff I uploaded an unboxing and I didn't give them any specs I was like this is my new MacBook everyone um thank you for watching goodbye I don't know anything <laughs> about the specs or anything like people were asking it's me questions pretty. and I'm like I I don't know it's just pretty and then someone was like Space gray is a shit color. And I was like, what? That's like the best color. Yeah, me too. It's the only one. Yeah. All my Apple stuff is space gray. And I was like, sir, who hurt you? Yeah. What? I was like, space gray is the nicest color. Yeah. But yes, I guess that's like my high of the week. That was really exciting. But I am so impatient. So I ordered it from Best Buy. And they said it would ship the next day. And I'm like, great. Oh no, I ordered it from Staples. And they said it would ship the next day because no one else had it in stock. I was like, fantastic. But then it didn't ship for four days and I was impatient and I needed to get a video up. So then I same day ordered it from Best Buy. So now I have two MacBooks and I need to return one of them, but I have no patience. Um, And yeah, so that's probably like my high of the week. What were your highs and lows? Okay. My low was probably, I went to a psychic. Well, like I did like a psychic reading over the phone last week. And it kind of drove me mad and it led me into a spiral of overthinking. But I spoke it out with my friends. I spoke it out with my therapist and like, I'm all better now. But I just know I'm never going to a psychic again. Like it was always an experience that I wanted to have. I've done it now. I know like how it affects me. I think it's cool. Um, It was a cool experience, but I don't think I could do it again. Maybe I could like now with like a different mindset going in. But that like drove me like to overthink a lot and that was not good. Um, and then my high of the week, hmm. Um, I've been seeing this guy. So I was gonna I ask you about this. I was gonna ask you about this because in your newest YouTube video, you said something you were like, Do you, I have plans tonight with this guy. And I was like internally screaming for you. Oops, I think we're frozen. Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Okay, we're good. <laughs> um, yeah, I was freaking out when you said it. You had like a little hee-hee moment in your vlog and I did like a little hee-hee watching it and I was so happy for you. <laughs> and I think I, I put two and two together because I'm like, obviously I'm not one of those creepy people, but like when you were posting in, it feels Girl. like it was in a high-rise building or like an apartment building. And I was like, girl... Girl, I'm catching on to this oh my god you're blushing it's so cute so obviously you're still seeing this guy yes I love that for you does he know about like your social media and stuff oh yeah he knows about it all okay good that's I was gonna say I definitely recommend saying that because Matt and I dated for like four months before I told him and his friends told him I did it I was so embarrassed at the time still like now I don't care but um he we were like playing mini putt one day and he was like I heard you have a YouTube channel and I was like not me, not me, <laughs> wrong bitch, but oh, that's so exciting. Oh my gosh. Where did you guys meet? We met on a dating app. We love that for you. Yeah, thanks. Love that. I'm so happy that it's going well. Thank you. I hope it continues to go well. Yes. But yeah, people are catching on. Some people are responding to those stories. They're like, did you move? Like, did you move downtown? Or like some people are like, I know where you're at. Like eye emojis. <laughs> We're catching on here, sis. Oh, I'm so happy for you. That's so exciting. Yay. Well, fingers crossed. Thank you. (laughs) I feel like it's, it's almost in a way, 
it's like a different dating experience when you're in a pandemic because you can't really go out for dinner and stuff. Like you really get to know someone. Oh yeah. When you're just in there in the house and obviously you can have like date nights at home and stuff, but it's, I think it's like a whole different dating experience. I feel like you really get to know like the person for like who they are Mm -hmm. and like, yes, it can like make things like move faster um, because like nothing else is really going on in life. It's not like you can be hanging out with like everyone else. So like, I've learned, like, I really have to like set my boundaries. Like he does want to see me a lot, but like, I need to like, be like, I'm busy, even if I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I, you like, have me time. Yeah. I feel like in a pandemic, it's definitely hard to set boundaries when dating. Cause same thing with Matt and I, like, honestly, obviously we would have moved it in together if it wasn't for a pandemic, but the pandemic definitely sped that up because we were both working with on COVID units and we had to pick like, are we staying with our parents or like, where are we, what are we doing? So definitely yeah. speeds things up. But I think that's good to acknowledge that you need to have boundaries. Cause I think for a lot of people, this can be like a new time in dating, but also it can turn toxic really quick or not even toxic, but just unhealthy. Right. Because you have nothing else to do. So you may as well see this person every day of your life. So yeah. Good for you. Set those boundaries, girl. Cause in the long run, if it does work out, like that's just going to set you guys up for so much more of a healthier relationship. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And just being able to say from the get-go, like, I'm busy, sorry, I can't hang out. That's important mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Anyways, hee hee, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> um, okay, what's your, either, like, your goal for this week? I, or I guess, well, I guess your high would have been, like, kind of your accomplishment from last week. But do you have, like, a big goal for the week? Or just um, anything? My goal for the week is to eat my meals at home and to have more, like, whole foods. Mm-hmm. Um and to also try to like cook all my meals except for like my morning blend because yeah. I'm working with Kayla at Be Well with Kayla and I've been having I'm very sensitive to fiber mm-hmm. and when I have like a big salad as much as I love salads they're leaving me feeling like very like bloated and uncomfortable so my goal is to have cooked meals so like cooking the spinach um and having with like rice and like salmon or tofu whatever Um, And then to also like eat home cooked meals because I've been eating a lot of takeout and like there's nothing wrong with that, but my bank account doesn't like it. And my stomach, I like feel like kind of like not the best, like after Mm -hmm. eating multiple times. So try eating at home as much as I can. Yeah, I think I don't, I'm trying to think what mine is. I went completely dairy free at the beginning of the year. So I think just to keep that up, which to anyone listening to this and, and, you might think it's the silliest thing ever, but it takes a lot of willpower mm-hmm. to completely cut something out because you know it's not good for you. And to each their own. If you want to eat dairy, literally go for it. But I'm extremely casein intolerant. Like I can't even tolerate lactose-free stuff. And I've just- Yeah, that's like me. Yeah. So like even lactose-free stuff, like Matt's family is so sweet and they'll only buy like lactose-free milk and stuff so that I could have it. And I was noticing that I still couldn't- digest it and so I talked to my doctor and I saw another nutritionist and stuff and she was like you're probably allergic to casein which is the protein if you're listening and you don't know it's the protein found in dairy but I've just and I think we all kind of go through this and I'm sure you can relate like you keep eating things because you enjoy it but like you're you're putting your body through so much suffering and one of my big goals for this year was to treat my body better and like yes I love eating cheese and ice cream and stuff and like it, at the end of the day, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to constantly feel bloated and to have like painful acne. And, you know, it's more than just like being bloated and, you know, going poo a lot. It's like, mm-hmm. I was so self-conscious of my skin and stuff. And so I was like, you know what? No, I'm done. Like it's whatever. And I've tried so many times before and it never works. So this year I did it and I'm like, you know, what is it? 11 days strong. And I was telling Matt today, I was like, I don't even like reach for the cheese anymore, which sounds so silly to some people, but when you grow up thinking that like dairy is such an integral part of your life and you cut it out, it is so hard at the Mm -hmm. beginning, but just to go another week with that, I think is my goal because it's made me get more creative in the kitchen. Like the other day I made um, Alfredo sauce out of cashews and it was so good. And so just stuff like that. And it's making me think more about my meals and indirectly it's making me eat more whole foods too. Yeah. And even with cheese, I used to love cheese. Um, I think it's addictive and it is. quite a few people like think this too. And I've like read like papers and mm-hmm. whatnot, but I don't crave it anymore. And I used to like eat it like shredded cheese from the bag, or I would have crackers with melted cheese or crackers with like a 
block of like cheddar cheese you'd find anything to put cheese on like (laughs) Like, you would crave it it's addicting Yeah. yeah I read a book it was called got milked it was really good and it was just about how like the dairy industry just all the media like going back to like the 1900s and how you know milk gives you calcium and stuff like that and you know obviously I don't really want to get into that in like super big detail because you know especially here with dairy farmers and stuff it is controversial because I get that that is their their living but yeah there's definitely addictive components of dairy and it's like sugar too right it's like all addictive but it's so much bigger than me not eating dairy because I'm just learning like how to properly nourish my body and honestly this is like so fangirl moment but you've made me realize that a lot and you have like Uh such a huge impact on people and just making me reassess what I've been eating and even when you posted the thing about protein no other health fitness whatever would say that because we are taught if we work out and we're in that niche that like protein 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 is the way to go and for you to acknowledge that that must have also been a big thing for you too right because so much of it is like protein powders and protein bars and obviously there's nothing wrong with them in you know in in small amounts but Mm -hmm. you totally made me think that when you posted that I was like wow you're so right and yeah, I haven't found a good vegan protein powder yet. I'm still in the search. I might try the one that you posted about. New Zest. New Zest. Yeah. I also, before I like cut it out, um, She Seps. It's a British like UK brand. Yeah. They were good. And um, this brand Beam, like B-E-A-M, they sent me mm-hmm. some protein. I haven't tried it yet, but Mariana Dvorska or whatever, she yep. used to be like a Gymshark person. Yeah. Like she's also transitioned into like more of like a similar lifestyle like what we like believe by not like gym rat type lifestyle um and she's like started to be sponsored by them and she seems to like it I hope that like she's genuine about it yeah that's the Um, issue too nowadays right is like I just don't know who's doing it for the dough and who's doing it because they like it but yeah no my number one yeah what flavor do you have or do you have a lot of them um, I have, I've gone through like a lot of flavors, but yeah. I would definitely say like my go-to is the smooth vanilla and then second would be chocolate. I just find the vanilla, like it's the easiest to put into anything. Sure. Like any you wouldn't smoothie. put the chocolate in a green smoothie. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's true. I, I kind of wanted the, I think they have a coffee one and I was like, but then that can only really go in like a banana coffee. Yeah. Smoothie. Like you can't put that in a green smoothie, but yeah, I definitely want to try them out, but that and then I guess the next one is favorite meal you ate do you have one Um, out home cooked morning blend (laughs) my favorite meal right now and I actually just spoke about this on my podcast um is avocado toast and I think I've like made like a revolution on Instagram I can't like everyone's tagging me in this now like I don't know what I did but avocado toast with red chili flakes and honey it's really good and Kylie Jenner apparently like posts about it all the time and it's amazing and I highly recommend. I'm gonna have to try because I like I mean who doesn't like avocado toast but I'm gonna have to try that because I keep seeing it and I'm like that's something out of my comfort zone that's also one of my 2021 goals is to eat more foods out of my comfort zone that that I need to try that that sounds it sounds like it you look at it and you're like oh that kind of sounds weird but it'd be like weirdly good you know what I mean like the sweet and the hot I guess of the chili and then avocado is such a neutral yeah it's honestly really good Okay, I'm gonna have to have that with a little morning blend in the AM. Yes. Not my tablespoon of spirulina. <laughs> I literally was like, why are my smoothies such a dirt green color? Not that it matters. Does it not taste like gross? No. What else are you putting in there to sweeten it? Are you putting protein powder in there? Or no? no, I've like, I haven't even had any protein powder since I cut out dairy. Literally, How much did you, you put in? a banana, some mango, spirulina, flax, hemp. And then um, cashew milk and like is your oat cashew milk sweetened? No, so I don't I'm know where so- the sweetness is. Like I don't know. Maybe if my bananas are super ripe, I have no idea. And then I've been putting in, I maybe it's the yogurt though because I found a really good oat based yogurt at Walmart. Okay, that it, could be it. It could be that I could be balancing out the spirulina because yeah, yours are always like this like aesthetic green, and I'm like, how <laughs> I don't get it. I'm literally following her smoothie, and then I was like, it's probably the spirulina. Yeah, I do like half a tablespoon because whenever I've done more, like it just starts to taste like algae. I literally say it tastes like fish food. You know, when you like smell something and you know what it would taste like, it, it, it smells-, smells so bad. You can't smell it. It's awful. But yeah, I think my favorite meal is probably 
I made that. I couldn't get over how good it was, that cashew based alfredo. Like I've seen everyone talk about making like a cream sauce out of cashews. And even my boyfriend was like, this is a seven on 10. Like, this is so good. So that was good. And like I said, it's just like getting more creative and overall you just feel better, right? Like I didn't eat a whole thing. I mean, I love me some mac and cheese. Don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong, but I felt so much better eating that. But that was probably my favorite meal. And then, yeah, so... I'm trying to think. I have a bunch of like bullet points about what I wanted to talk about, but I always try and like make it flow as natural as possible. But okay, so you go to Ryerson and you're a senior yes. this year, right? Pardon? You're a senior? Yes. Sorry, you're in your last year. I get so yeah. in between the American and oh Canadian slang. Oh my God, slang. my sister wants to kill me. She's like, you're not in college, you're in university. I'm like, okay, but like 50% of my following is American. It's true. I said too, because someone DM'd me and was like, why do you say that you went to college, not university? And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just because I'm so used to watching college blogs or like, because like in university, I would call them college blogs. Yeah. Like, it's a uni vlog. I'm like, no, that doesn't hit the I'll algorithm. A uni vlog. I'm not going to get the search. No, if I write I'm get it. And uni vlog is technically, that would be a British thing. So, yeah. but that's so exciting. And you want to, do you want to pursue like a job job outside of University yeah. and by job, job, I just mean like a nine to five. Do you yeah, want to yeah, have? Yeah. yeah. I want to hopefully work for like my top company that I'd like to work for is Lululemon. Um, I've actually just had a development plan with um, my managers to figure out like how I'm going to get there and like what area I want to focus on. Um, we've narrowed it down to like people and culture, branding, and digital engagement. Um, so digital engagement is like their social media team people in culture would be like working with local studios their um, regional and global ambassadors and then branding would be like the promotional campaigns like around the holiday times like the cute little cards that they have Mm -hmm. um, the bags stuff like that that is that is so I have to say when I feel like you mentioned this in a vlog or maybe TikTok I have no idea okay I follow you on all the platforms I don't know where you talk about anything anymore but you were talking about what you wanted to do with the lemon down the line And I think it is so great how engaged they are with their employees, like making these plans, like, wow, no other company would like, I'm not sure there's companies that do, but like, even coming from a hospital standpoint, like my managers weren't like, okay, let's make a plan. Like, I just think that's so great. And it just, they they just, I don't know, they seem like a great company to work for. I can definitely see you doing something nine to five with Lulu, because that's just, you can just like tell that that's where your heart's at, you know? Yeah. I just feel like I've never like, like, yes, I've like loved like companies that I've worked for. I've worked for like Brandy Melville and Aritzia and Sunglass Hut and Flourish. And like, yes, like some of our values align, but I've never like worked at a company where like, I feel like every single value of mine like aligns with theirs. And if it's not a value of mine yet, it becomes a value of mine. And I just feel like the company culture is like where I see myself being, um, and it feels like therapy being at work. Like it helps me unplug. Like I feel less stressed. It's like, it feels like home. Yeah. Which is such a good feeling. And I think so many people don't get that feeling and I can relate to that. And it is so refreshing to like, look forward to going to work or oh, not yeah. wake up and be like, Ugh, I have to go to work, you know, like it must be so nice. And then how did you, how long have you been working at Lulu? Um, it's a year in for three months I started working um beginning of November 29 2019 did you always like want to work for them or did you kind of like see a position open and you're like oh that would be interesting because I think there's the people who always want to work for Lulu you know Mm -hmm. um I mean like I wasn't like die hard like I want to work at Lululemon like I didn't really see myself work like that was not like my end job goal or anything Mm -hmm. I had applied like for three years as like a retail position. I was like, oh, this would be a cool, fun summer job, part-time job. Um, I actually used to really want to work for like contemporary designer brands. So I think like Rag and Bone, like that Mm -hmm. kind of like level of designer because I used to be really like, not that I'm not into fashion now, but I really wanted to pursue a career in fashion. And I was like, I didn't want to be like high-end designer. Like I didn't want to work for like Dior or something. I wanted to work for like, a more wearable designer brand. So that would be like your rag and bone, like um, yours, Adig and Voltaire, like brands like that. Um, I thought that was really cool, but then I got into health and wellness and everything. And then I got hired at Lululemon as an educator and I fell in love with the company even more. I've always worn it. Um, And then I started to learn more about like the different roles 
and connecting with different people that are in those roles and seeing what their day-to-days look like. And it just looks like something that I want to be a part of for the long run. Mm -hmm. That's so exciting. And I think it's so important to to acknowledge like company values that they align with yours. I think that's something not, not a lot of people think about like on a deeper level. And especially when you graduate and you're looking for, you know, your nine to five, your career and stuff, a lot of people don't think to consider a job's values and if they align with yours, because I think that's a big reason that a lot of people probably leave their jobs is because their, their values just don't align. And it would save so many people if you just kind of looked into it a bit more, I guess, mm-hmm. before getting a job, which is definitely one of my big tips I give people with, that people don't think about, right? Yeah. I definitely think that that's a big one. Do you have, okay. If you had to pick like three products from Lulu, what would you pick? Um, the first off would be the aligned tights and the 25 inches. Um, a staple. I think it's a staple in every girl's closet. Yes. Um, the second item would be the perfectly oversized crew. It's really comfortable. It's not a workout item. It's like, it's called, um, OTM, like on the move, Mm -hmm. super comfortable. And it comes in a bunch of colors. And then third item hmm, probably the aligned joggers those are amazing I love them I can't believe I took so long to get them but they're so flattering and they make your butt look amazing they really do and it's like the easiest like those are like my air and running pants I call them like that's yeah. what I throw on with my like little what's that called like my not a crossbody bag what is that called fanny pack. yeah my fanny pack <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I think everyone has a lines. I need to get one of the crew necks. I'm going to do it this week because you literally talk about them all the time. I'm obsessed. I want every single color. I have three of them and I want more. They look so comfy. That's like my favorite part too, is that it's not just workout stuff, right? Is you, I love my, I don't know what they are, but I have a pair of work pants from Lulu and like chef's Probably kiss. Probably on the fly. Yeah. Those ones. So flattering. We love we yeah. stand. I, yeah. I, I really could spend all of my paychecks at Lulu. I go through phases where I'm like, okay, I have staples in my closet. I don't need anything else. And then I get an email and they release a new color. And I'm like, okay, after this, I'm done. I swear. That was me. If like, cause not cassava. Was it cassava? Cassara? Cassara? Cases. Yes. I butchered that. And then the new blue that just released. Oh, well, I don't remember the name, but I know what you're talking it's about. It's beautiful. It's like a bright, blue kind of yeah and I'm just waiting for them to come in different leggings because I'm not a huge I don't know I, I I've never had a pair I've had a pair of wonder unders like when I was in high school and those were like the lululemons to get but I've never had the wonder under trains and so you talk just, very wonder trains yeah they came out in February last year so they're almost a year old oh they're new yeah, I thought they're they were the wonder unders no 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 I hate wonder unders I yeah, hate those like ooh. those are the yeah. high school leggings yeah so Wonder Trains are a cross between the Luxtreme Wonder Under material and the lines, which are made of Nulu. So you get like that buttery soft, like sensation on your legs, but you have the resistance, like the durability and the sweat wicking that you would get from Luxtreme. Ever- so the fabric is called Everlux and it's the fastest drying fabric that Lululemon offers. And it just hugs you in all the right places. And what I really like is that it has a drawstring and they come up higher than the Wonder Unders. So they kind of fit oh. similarly to the lines. The only difference is that the lines have like the butt dip. Yeah. Versus like the Wonder Trains is more straight across, but they're still super flattering. I'll have to give them a go. I feel like, I feel like everyone has their like Lululemon legging, like their legging. Mine were the movements. I don't want to talk about it because I'm still emotional about it. I did get a pair of invigorates. Replace them and the invigorates. Yeah. So I've just been wearing fast and freeze and invigorates, but I don't know what it is. You can tell me that the invigorates and the movements are identical. You could tell me that. And I still think my movements fit me better. It's like a psychological thing. They're I different. Think. Oh, they they're are? Different. Okay, they are. Because everyone's been telling me they're the exact same. And I was like, no. No, 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 no. no. The invigorates I, are more impressive. Yeah, I was going to say, they definitely squeeze me a bit more, especially like in spin and stuff. But yeah, I'm going to have to get a pair of Wonder Trains. I can get them in that blue color. And then maybe I'll buy myself a crew neck while we're at it. And got to get a sports bra because I can't just buy a pair of leggings without a matching sports bra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> first world struggles honestly first world struggles um and then when did you start tiktok i think that's i found you through tiktok i think so if i'm remembering right um i okay so i always had like an, a personal account like since like november of like 2019 yeah 
And then in the summer, I remember a few times I'd like post like a health or wellness style TikTok, but I never really stuck to it. And then in September, I like told myself like, cause I've seen like so many people like growing, like really engaged followings from TikTok. And it was like translating over to like YouTube and Instagram. And I was kind of like in a rut with my Instagram and my YouTube, they weren't really growing. I wasn't really sure what else to do. Um, reels weren't a thing yet, I don't no. think. Um, so I started TikTok and I like was posting like four to five TikToks a day and it was in September and then it kind of just like took off from there. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's recent. Cause I feel like when you find someone, like you don't really clue into how long they've been doing it. Right. Like, I feel like I found you in like, oh my gosh, October maybe. But then I'm like, I had no idea how long you've been doing it. Right. I just found you. And then I, I flip out when I see another Canadian and then I flip out even more when I see a fellow I don't know what the word is gal from Ontario. I'm not going to say Ontarian because that's probably Ontario. a word. Ontarian. <laughs> and you just get so excited. I don't know what it is. I think with, especially with Canadians, people get so excited when they find other Canadians because the social media culture is so dominated by Americans, but yes. <laughs> and have you noticed a more engaged following because of TikTok? Oh yeah. Like whenever like any of my TikTok videos like blow up, it translates over and like I'll go through periods where my YouTube starts to go really fast like I think the reason why my podcast has like taken off so well like I could be so wrong on this but I think it's because like my following on TikTok really wanted a podcast and they're super engaged and they're kind of like super fans in a way yeah Um, like a super fan like if anyone doesn't know what that is that's listening a super fan is essentially like say like I'm obsessed with Justin Bieber like I will literally like buy anything Justin Bieber puts Mm -hmm. out so a super fan for me is like anyone would like go listen or like go watch like any of my content if I came out with merch like they would like 90% chance they would want to buy it if I like drop like a blog post they would want to read it Mm -hmm. um they're like always gonna do whatever you drop because they just love like who you are and what you put out so much me with any new smoothie on your story I'm like gotta try that right now because I bet you it's gonna be delicious um (laughs) Can we talk about how engaged your YouTube following is, girl? Really? Oh my gosh. I don't know if I have an eye for this too, just doing YouTube. Like I notice these things, but holy cow, girl. You have 5.6 thousand subscribers. Most people at that point get like 100 views a video. I'm like never looked into like smaller YouTubers. So I really like have no idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch a lot of smaller YouTubers, which I, I, I know I should more, but I just, you know, and you just like have like group of people you watch and so you watch, but I've, I followed a few or like I found them through Instagram and then I followed them. And like, I mean, everyone is, everyone's always saying to me like, oh my God, you're, you're following is so engaged, but girl, you're following is so engaged. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of super fans and that's such a big thing, especially for brands. Like that's one of the biggest things brands have said to me is they love how engaged the following is. So you definitely have that to your advantage. Yeah. Even like from working like for companies and like reaching out to influencers, like I rather work with like a micro influencer, which is if you have um, less than a hundred thousand followers that has a super engaged following mm-hmm. versus like someone who has hundreds of thousands of followers, but they get like, engagement is like, man, it's like, yeah, like they get a lot of likes, but it's like nothing compared to what their following is. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think a lot of brands are, are learning that more because when I started, even know when really in like the last six months I've really grown to be okay reaching out to brands myself because when you're a smaller creator it's it's hard it's hard for brands to notice you and I've said this before in podcasts like there's nothing wrong with reaching out to brand you want to work with especially a brand that you use a lot and like you tag on your stories and stuff and brands appreciate like a message I'm from me probably more than like Tana Mojo because like I don't know brands just always tell me how great it is to work with smaller influencers and it was like you were saying too right like we have such an engaged following and we are so dedicated to to engaging with our audience that they would yeah. so much rather work with smaller influencers and it's I think brands are really starting to pick up on that now a lot well, because it's also a lot more personable right like yeah think of like Tana Mojo does she really know like majority of like her followers does she no. pick up like on handles like that she sees like always liking and commenting like no she probably doesn't even like look at her comments she probably like like I could be so off but like she probably just like scrolls maybe likes a few comments and like yeah. forgets about it like, her DMs, like, like yeah like I answer pretty much every single dm yeah 
no, like every day, every night before I go to bed, I spend like a good 20 minutes, not right before bed, but like in the evening, just going through and and answering that. And people appreciate it so much. And when someone says like, oh my gosh, I never thought you'd answer. It kind of like breaks my heart because like, like, I don't know if you're going to see this. I'm like, like, of course I'm going to see it. I love, 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 love reading DMs besides when it's nasty, but you know what I mean? Like I just love engaging with my audience and yeah, brands just really love that. And it's so funny. I had no idea that you worked for Flourish. Yeah. So I was their social media manager when they like, weren't even a month, like they weren't a year old. Like I I used to run all their social media. I was, I went through a phase where I was like really obsessed with their pancake mix. And then I couldn't because it was way, but I I went through a phase. They're coming out with a dairy free. (gasps) Are they actually? Oh, that's so exciting because that's the one thing I've missed is like pancake mix. It's like the little things you don't realize like dairy's in. Yeah. That is so exciting. Okay. So you already talked about how you want to work for Lulu and stuff. Do you have any um, brand goals for yourself this year? Like, are you someone who sets like numeric milestones or more of like a go with the flow when it comes to like YouTube, TikTok? Okay. So I used to not set goals. And then at the end of last year, I decided that I really wanted to like start taking it more seriously, especially because one of my goals was to like have like a stable passive income from Mm -hmm. it. And I want to be able to move out sooner. So I definitely want to like optimize, I guess, like what I can do with my social media platforms. So for this year, I've set like a goal of a hundred thousand downloads for my podcast. Okay. Um, I'm at 21,000 right now. Oh my so gosh, you could definitely hit that. It's definitely an attainable like goal. Doable. Um, and then I want to triple my followings on all my other platforms. So for Instagram, it would be like around 75,000 um, and then YouTube 15,000. Um, and then Instagram, not Instagram, TikTok. 150,000. I think you're gonna like something just tells me you're gonna blow up on YouTube this year. I just know it. I hope that's like my and dream. It's, me too, girl. I feel that because I see all these people who blow up and like I, I'm not a jealous person and I'm so happy for them, but it's so not frustrating. It is frustrating. I'm not gonna lie. It's it really is when you're doing everything right. And it really does come down to people following you and hitting the algorithm. And some people like this girl I follow she hit the algorithm in like every video last year and she went from like 20k to like 250k and I'm like girl I'm trying to hit the algorithm but I I can't I'm not I'm not doing it right now but it's fine we got to keep positive mindset but there's only like so much you can do and that's kind of like the stressful thing I feel about social media right is it there's it comes from like two ends but I just I don't know when you like look at your channel and you have like 6,000 subscribers no, do you yeah you almost six thousand like you just have it all going like all your thumbnails are cohesive and you upload quality content that people want to watch also please film more weekly vlogs because I literally will not- watch 40 minute <laughs> vlogs of yours like I am that person who sits at the tv and watches like the whole 40 minute mark of your videos I hope you know that while I'm working from home Aww. like beginning to end I don't know what your average <laughs> number is but I am that person who watches it right till the end my view duration is like sitting around like nine minutes now oh, and like I literally high. I don't know what I feel like that's low like, oh, no, mine's like know. seven and it, well mine I'm really depends on five. that <laughs> oh no mine oh mine's up to eight that's that's exciting Look eight whole minutes but then you're like it sucks because everyone's like film week in my life videos but then no one watches it till the end and I'm like guys if you want the videos you have to watch them until the end yeah I'm not filming a 40 minute video if no one's gonna watch <laughs> it except for like my boyfriend and my boyfriend's family I mean it's still still fans but um that is so exciting wow I just yeah I have a feeling you're gonna just you're just gonna blow up I've really been wanting to do TikTok just because of what you said of how it correlates over into following but I don't like I don't know what I would post and I don't know if TikTok's like fading like am I jumping into it like late Mm -hmm. no No. Instagram's dying Instagram is gonna go away and it's gonna be TikTok and TikTok's gonna be like the new Instagram you think Interesting. everyone's calling it yeah it's true and it's nice too because you at least have the same kind of niche going on on both right like so that when Instagram does die people will come follow you over on TikTok that didn't before but you're just such a breath of fresh air on Instagram I'm really just I want to spend this whole podcast hyping you up honestly because I am sick and tired of Instagram I'm sick and tired of all the same people I literally follow like 
cookie cutter versions of people and that's like all Instagram I feel like is nowadays and YouTube too honestly YouTube like same thing with your YouTube channel is it's just a breath of fresh air in the sense that like all these new creators I see like people that message me and say like hey I started a channel I'd love for you to watch and then I watch it and then they're like and you know I what do they say that like copying is the best form of flattery or something like that yeah but like it's like the same intro I use the same music and like the same editing style and like obviously I'm like wow I'm so happy you took inspiration from me but the issue with like social media nowadays is that everyone just sees someone they want to be like and they don't want to be their own version of themselves yeah whenever people message me being like hey like can you give me advice on like how to grow my page a lot of times I'll be honest I really don't answer because it is a really annoying question but if I feel like that they're being like really sincere or it's someone that I've spoken to and like they've been following me for a while mm-hmm. and they've been my content then like there's literally no harm in like talking to them and like it's not like it's not like I'm not answering them because I don't want them to like take my fame away or whatever yeah, no but it's just like sometimes like I feel like people go in for it for the following and they just want to copy and find the fastest mm-hmm. way to get there and like true. yes I want to like grow my following and yes it would be nice for it to happen really fast but at the same time, like you need to have your why. And if you don't have your why, like you're not going to last. And like all my friends are always like, I don't get how you post like every day. That's like a lot. Like you do all these things as a lot. Like, isn't that tiring? Like, how do you have time for that? I'm like, because it's your why. It's enjoyable for yeah. me. I enjoy doing it. Like it's fun for me. It doesn't feel like a chore. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, sometimes editing a YouTube video, like it takes me a while to like get started. Like today I had to literally have the guy I'm like talking to like, I was like, yell at me to start editing my video because otherwise I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. No, I agree. And I feel like, I don't know if you're like this, but I'm I'm a very blunt person. Something Mm -hmm. I want to work on. I'm very straightforward. And so when people message me asking me how to grow my following, I'm so real with them that they probably didn't want to hear that. They probably wanted to be like, yes, start your channel. I'll go follow you and be like your first subscriber. I'm like, no, if you're in it for the money, don't do it. If you're in it for the following and you're going to be a cookie cutter version of someone else, don't do it. And you have to have, like, if you're worried about what people think, you're not ready to do it because you have to go into it not giving a flying rat's ass what anyone thinks about it. And people are like, oh, like, that's not what I was expecting to hear. And I was like, well, someone has to tell you the reality of it because if you're in it for the money and whatnot, you're you're in it to just, like you said, you're copying, you're going to find someone that you love that's blown up and you're just going to be a cookie cutter that person. Yeah. But if you're listening to this and like, you do want to start and you have like the right intentions for starting. Like my three things are always like be consistent, engage and add value. And like anyone who like, like is giving advice on this will literally say the same thing. Like you can ask a million and one influencers, bloggers, people that are really have blown off and popped up and like start careers, like on like social media, like they're going to tell you that. It's, it's true. And everyone's probably so tired of hearing it, but it's the, it's the three most important things. Yeah. It's so true. And I was saying, who was I talking to? I had a meeting with a management company a few weeks ago and I was just talking to them about how, oh my God, I literally just lost my total train of thought. <laughs> like I literally forgot what I was going to say. It was something to do with engagement. Oh, and I was saying like, oh, you know, what can I do to keep my following growing? Because there's months it's stagnant. There's months that I grow really quick. Like October, I gained 2000 subscribers. And in December, I gained like 50 because of vlogmas. Like it's just so up Mm -hmm. and down and you have to be okay with that. And they were saying that as much as it's nice to just blow up off of one video, it's almost not worth it at the end of the day, because your engagement takes a huge hit because people, you have this one video, let's say you had a Lululemon blog blow up and get like 150 K. Like, yes, it's gonna be nice. You're going to get decent adsense from that and you're going to get a big big following and obviously if that happens to either one of us great like I'm clapping for both of us but then let's say 50,000 people from that video subscribe to your channel they may never watch your videos again yeah you know what I mean happen I've seen like there's a girl that I used to be like close with on social media and she blew up from a video like bashing like food combining and Kenzie Burr Mm -hmm. and she now has like a big following like on her YouTube like she has like more than 20 like not big but she has like a bigger yeah. following 20,000 subscribers or like more on YouTube but her engagement is low and people are unsubscribing no one's engaging yeah. with her content and like honestly like even like with me like I've gone through periods where I've grown really fast and it gets really overwhelming and honestly I'd rather grow a bit slower Slow. like it took me two and a half years to get to 10,000 followers on Instagram yeah. and then in seven months from hitting 10k I hit 20. 
So that like seven months was like a lot more overwhelming because I didn't know how to like, I used to respond to every single comment as they came in. I used to respond to every single DM as they came in and I could no longer do that. Like I would be sitting at my phone all day, like glued to it. And I already am. And so like, I've had to learn to adjust like, okay, like it's okay if I'm not answering to every single comment as they come in. It's okay if I'm not answering to every single DM as they come in. But I also rather have this slow process where I can find like the type of content that I want to create. I can find like my voice and my value in this space. No, I agree. And as much at the end of the day, we kind of all daydream about like popping off one day. I've kind of started to realize that I obviously if it happened to me tomorrow, I wouldn't be upset about it. You know what I mean? But I'm also so thankful to be growing, growing slowly because then my audience is so engaged. And when people say like, oh my gosh, wow, you're, you know, your subscriber to your, to your YouTube views, like your engagement is so high. Like I have the people that follow me to thank for that because they've been there mm-hmm. since the beginning and they're authentic followers and subscribers who genuinely enjoy my content. And I think that's what you have going for you too, right? It's like you've built this good niche of people and that are obviously like you have a lot of super fans. Like if you bought merch, I'd be buying it too, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's and I saw your polls. I know it's in the works. I'm so excited. It's so stressful. Let me tell you, it's impossible to find sweatpants. So my dream of a sweatsuit is it's getting put aside but the sweatshirt will be coming I've heard that too I follow like back when tie-dye was obviously huge at the beginning of quarantine I wanted to get a tie-dye set and the girl in Ottawa that does like all the tie-dye here couldn't find sweatpants for forever and she ended up getting them from I think boohoo but she was like it's a process yeah. you should also go to Walmart and get them I got a pair of men's sweatpants from Walmart for nine dollars and 88 cents the other day and they're the comfiest I know thing I know but the thing is I like I could do that but my plan is to do like a pre-order so you know how many people so I know how many people want and then it will be made to order because I don't have the money to buy inventory and make the inventory and have it sit in my house like merch is um I think merch I've realized that merch is a lot more expensive than people think because a lot of people have to front the money yeah unless you're doing made to order but I'm so excited I'm gonna snatch a sweater or crew neck or whatever the heck there is I'm so excited. Is it going to be your merch or the podcast merch? So I've decided I don't want like something that's like Lanny B. Fit. It's going to be like related to my brand, like as a whole. Mm -hmm. But not like your name on it. Yeah. It's like something that like anyone would want to buy. Like say like your family, like say Mm -hmm. you have a sister, like she would want it even if she doesn't follow me. Um, It's just like something cool. I think that's the way to go because people always ask like, oh, would you ever do merch? And I'm like, yeah, but not like with my name on it. Like I would want it to have like a saying or like something that like, like you said, anyone would want, like if someone's on a store, they would want to get it, even if they don't know who you are. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Do you have like a, like a, not a date in mind, but like a time frame? Um, ideally I want to launch it by the end of February. It would probably happen before then. Um, but I'm redoing my website. So I need my website to be like yeah, fixed yeah. first. And then I need to figure out like all the logistics and everything. Um, but yeah. So I'm so excited. Um, that is so exciting. Oh, also such a random TikTok question. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I've never even filmed a TikTok. Do you film the video? This is the stupidest question. Like anyone watching this that is like a millennial or the generation lower than us is going to be laughing at me. But like, do you record it on TikTok or do you record it on your camera roll? No, I recorded everything on TikTok. I edited in TikTok. I'm not someone that like films it and edits oh. it on Final Cut and TikTok. Everything I do is like very like in the moment. And that's like how I approached my Instagram. Like when I first started and I still approach my Instagram mostly that way. Um, I just like do it on the app. Yeah, it's true. Do you use any filters on your Instagram photos? Um, I use Visco or VSCO, whatever you want to call it. Um, the OG. That's what I'm using right now. Um, I don't know what filter I'm using because right now they finally added in like a s- option that was like on the Tezza app where you can literally just copy and paste. That's what I do on Tezza, yeah. Yeah, so I do you that. Have like, you have like your own preset basically. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It's very minimal. I'm really into the people that have like very natural looking photos I think there's a big shift in Instagram honestly everyone's over the oversaturated filters the Lightroom presets and stuff and that's like one of the things too when you click on your 
Instagram is like, it's very, it's cohesive, but it's not like overwhelmingly cohesive. You know what I mean? Like in a, like in a overwhelming, like, oh, she has a Lightroom preset. She just slapped on that. Like you can, it just like all goes together, but it's very subtle and natural. Thank you. I started making it like darker. I used to be Mm -hmm. very about like the bright and white. And I've like been craving like darkers, like higher contrast. I kind of like that for winter though. Cause if you like scroll through your Instagram, it's like, you can tell when it was like spring, summer (laughs) and then when fall, like winter hits. But like, I like that. Like it kind of tells a story. Like you would know when it was taken without even clicking on it. I enjoy like those subtle things, you know? This basically is just a podcast hyping you up, which is what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, okay, I'm trying to think. Okay, I got a few people to ask you questions. Okay. And I have a few questions to ask before this gets like insanely long because I think we could just chat all night. Mm-hmm. Um, let me find the questions. Okay, I'm very excited about these. Okay, first one. Why do you use mac and sauerkraut? <laughs> <laughs> Guys. Okay, sauerkraut. Um, I just like the texture. I'm a huge fan of like, and the taste of like vinegar foods, like olives, pickles, sauerkraut. Like, I don't know why, but I really like it. I'm not like that um, too. And then it's also prebiotic. So I try to get my pre and probiotics from foods. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and then in terms of maca, maca is really good for balancing like chemo, chemo female hormones. And also, if you have like a low sex drive, like it helps boost it a bit. Where do you get your, your I never know how to say a maca, maca. Where do you maca, get it from? Maca. Um, you can get it from like Organic Garage. You can find it on Amazon, like anywhere. I like gelatinized. Um, you can get it in a powder or a pill. I've only ever taken it as a powder. Um, but get gelatinized opposed to like raw or like triple root as it will be more like readily absorbed by your body sweet it's so funny like this is so off subject but my mom has a nutrition degree and so when I was in high school and like I'm sure everyone can relate to this or even university and I was like really deep in my fitness grind and my smoothies would be like banana protein powder and ice and like cashew milk you know what I mean like I was heavy into the you know the proteins and stuff my mom would be like you really need to have spirulina and like all these things are good for you and I'm like ew no that's gross like keep your keep your holistic nutrition opinions to yourself like I want to have protein powder and bananas and now here I am Yes. deep into it my mom is probably screaming like I told you so but here we are full circle moment love it we stand love it. we stand okay someone said um oh someone someone's so cute she said can you film a whole podcast episode about healthy foods to heal your gut same oh. girl <laughs> um how was the recruitment process to work at Lululemon or like the application process so you apply online, either you'll see a posting like on like LinkedIn or Indeed, or you can go straight to their career site. It's just careers.lulemon.com. Um, and you can apply to like your local store. So I applied to be an educator. You can be, I was actually a seasonal educator. So that would be from anywhere from like September all the way to end of January. And then you get re-evaluated. Um, but in terms of the interview process, typically how it goes is you fill out the application online. It's changed because of the new movement towards like inclusive, inclusivity, diversity, and um, equity that Lululemon has like inter, like they've added back in. Well, like it was like, you're we always like inclusive, mm-hmm. but you know, like the whole movement with Black Lives Matter like made it more prevalent and they wanted to make sure that they were really encouraging um, that there was no discrimination or anything in their interview process. So the questions have changed since I've been interviewed, but you would fill out the application. Then you would get an email inviting you to a group interview. If you got to that point, um, you do need to be 18 to work there. Um, and then you would do a group interview. Right now it's over Zoom because of COVID. And then once you get past that, you would have a one-on-one and then you would most likely be offered your job from there. And then once you get a job offer, you will go through group training, which would be like offsite. So in non-COVID times, like it would be at an offsite location with other new educators from like other store locations, mm-hmm. like a manager and like an assistant manager, and they would train you. But right now it's over Zoom. And then you would do a shadow shift in store. You would do anywhere from one to three. It depends on your store. Um, a shadow shift is essentially like an educator 
a key leader, which is like a supervisor, an assistant store manager, or your manager will like show you around the store. So like teach you how to like cash someone out, how to transfer product from the back room to the floor as like they're like tracked like with their locations, um, how to fold, like what to do in the change room, what to do when like you're standing on the floor, all the basics. Um, but essentially you apply online, group interview, individual interview, shadow shift, um, group training, shadow shift, and then you start. So exciting. Now basically, yeah. I, I swear, like I, I go through these every few months. I'm like, I'm going to leave my nine to five and go work at Lululemon. If my manager's listening to this, if that's not, I'm not actually going to do that, but I always consider it because it just there are people so that do. We have like moms that leave like their corporate office jobs just to work there. It's, and I feel like, yeah, it just like works with some people's schedules better too. And I also feel like every spin instructor I have works at Lululemon too, or like any, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like at the gym and stuff, but yeah. We have yeah. Um, do you have any, I don't think this was like negative at all because the way I say it could sound like that, but do you have any background in nutrition? No, no. Just self-learning and like learning from my dietitian and nutritionist, but I hope this summer I plan. It's actually one of my goals is to get a nutritionist certificate. Um, I would have loved to become a registered dietitian, but I dropped science in grade 10 and Big I don't mood. have money to do that. So Big mood. <laughs> we're doing a nutrition certificate, mainly just like for my own personal knowledge. Yeah. Um, and I think it would be a fun extra thing to have on my credentials. I agree too. Do you watch Lily Rako? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say. My pod. She's going to be on an episode. Oh, yeah. really? So exciting. You guys are like my two favorites. Like I would do a group episode and let's just talk about nutrition because you guys are my favorite people. <laughs> um, someone said, and I feel like this, like everyone has their own things that help them in the morning but how do you wake up early so consistently um are you early bed early yeah. really helps I've been slacking on that and I keep saying it's my weekly intention to go to bed early but I keep staying late on, up late on FaceTime so it doesn't really help me there uh, <laughs> but definitely going to bed early doing it consistently your body clock will adjust to it just like you're used to like waking up later like yeah you will get used to going to bed earlier and waking up earlier. And like now, even when I try to sleep in, like my body will wake up at 7 a.m. Like instead of like 6.30, so like only half an hour off. Um, but, and then to also, when your alarm goes off, get out of bed right away. Yeah. If it's hot, light outside, like I still open my blinds, but then I put on my lamp um, to stop the production of melatonin. So basically when you see blue light, like your body starts to slow down producing melatonin, which is like the sleep hormone. Do are your family early risers too? Um, my mom is, and she forces my dad to get up. Too. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Like I used to be an early morning gym person, but no one in my family was an early morning riser. So it was like, it's always interesting to hear if like your family's like that or not. I used to be so good, but I find now that, especially because I work from home, like I don't, I need to find my why again to getting up early. I did a challenge. Okay, so I have a competition with myself to see how like fast I can finish my morning routine. Like if I can have it done by an earlier time every single day. Oh, that's a smart, that's so smart. Give yourself like a challenge. Cause like I work from home and I start at eight and mm-hmm. obviously I used to be someone who like, I would go to spin before work, b- before COVID and stuff. And now I'm kind of like in that mindset, like, why do I need to get up early? I don't have anything to do. Whereas I know I'm someone who's, I'm a very anxious person. And so I know getting up early and having morning routine is so essential for me, but like, I still don't have the willpower and do it. So maybe I'll do that. Or I'll just like challenge myself for a week to just like do it. Just do but it. I set my alarm and it just doesn't work. And Put your, room, your phone across the room. Yeah. And just get up. I have that app where it makes you do like a little puzzle or take a picture or something. I find that helpful. Or like, it makes you do like a math equation. Cause I really need to think, but I'm someone who would like really grab the phone and then go back to bed. Like I need to get my willpower going again, you know? Yeah. Um, and then someone said, how do you stay organized and productive with everything you have going on? I feel Standard like I've, <laughs> I feel like I've just always been like this. Um, I can't really like tell you how I feel like motivated because it's just like me. Um, but it's finding like a planner that works for you and a way to organize yourself that works for you. And it will take time. Like it took me forever to find a planner that works for me. Um, but just researching different methods and also knowing that it's not always motivation. It's going to be a lot of discipline. That's true. No one really talks about that. That is so true. And I don't know 
if you're like this, but I'm just someone who likes to stay busy. So for me, having a job and doing YouTube, like that's just what I enjoy because I thrive off of being busy. Obviously, you, there's a fine line between being busy and burning out, which you you just come to learn. But a lot of it comes down to like, I'm just someone who likes to be busy. Like, I don't really like to be doing nothing. Doesn't work. And put your, your phone across the room. Yeah. And just get up. I have that app where it makes you do like a little puzzle or take a picture or something. I find that helpful or like it makes you do like a math equation because I really need to think but I'm someone who would like literally grab the phone and then go back to bed like I need to get my willpower going again you know yeah um and then someone said how do you stay organized and productive with everything you have going on I feel Standard like cue. <laughs> I feel like I've just always been like this um I can't really like tell you how I stay like motivated because it's just like me um but it's finding like a planner that works for you and a way to organize yourself that works for you and it will take time like it took me forever to find a planner that works for me yeah um but just researching different methods and also knowing that it's not always motivation it's going to be a lot of discipline that's true no one really talks about that that is so true and I don't know if you're like this but I'm just someone who likes to stay busy so for me having a job and doing YouTube like that's just what I enjoy because I thrive off of being busy obviously there's a fine line between being busy and burning out which you you just come to learn but a lot of it comes down to like I'm just someone who likes to be busy like I don't really like to be doing nothing yeah so I enjoy packing things on my plate apparently um do you want to let everyone know where they can find you Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Lani B Fit. That's L-A-N-I, the letter B Fit, F-I-T, on YouTube at Alana Bloomberg, which is B-L-U-M-B-E-R-G. And on TikTok, Alana Ray, A-L-L-A-N-A-R-A-E. And my podcast is Morning Ray. I upload new episodes every Monday at 7 a.m. But fun fact, they're actually always up at six because I get scared that it's going to be delayed. So they go up at six. Um, And I actually just started using my Twitter like publicly. So it's just Lani Bloomberg, L-A-N-I-B-L-U-M-B-E-R-G. I'm the same too. I didn't use Twitter for the longest time. Then I was like, I'm going to revamp that. I wonder if Twitter is still a thing because I don't know if it is, but I'm going to tweet on there. Um, Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having And I'll have all of her socials linked down below in the, I never know what it's called, show notes. I'll have them linked in the show notes. Yeah.